welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Houser. And I'm James Marriott, and welcome to the first ever Singing the Blues Live. It's kind of like our show, sort of as normal, but we're broadcasting it live on Facebook and Twitter. It was supposed to be going live on YouTube. Something hasn't worked there, but you can definitely be watching it live right now on Facebook and on uh, Twitter. So if you are watching live, then the idea is that we want you to get involved. You can use the comments to say hello or maybe something you might have to say about something that we're talking about. You can send us a question for later on as well. If it's easier, then you can also just send us a tweet, use the hashtag STB live and we will also keep an eye on that so please do give us your thoughts about things as we talk about them your questions anything really uh, we will be publishing this as a podcast as normal as well so if you're listening in kind of the normal way as a podcast kind of wishing you could get involved then do keep an eye on our social media because we'll be doing these live shows more regularly so please do get involved next time right then seven points from nine no goals conceded. It's a it's a pretty amazing start, all things considered. Much better than either as predicted last time we did this show. We'll talk about the games and stuff in a bit, but let's talk transfers first on, because since our last episode, things have quietened down a bit, but actually not that much. So uh, last time we spoke, Marvin Johnson was just about done, and that feels like a long time ago. Um, but obviously that one across the line. So since then... Three new arrivals at S6, the first of those, and a new number nine, Lee Gregory, arrives. It had been kind of rumoured a little bit. I wasn't sure how seriously I was taking it, because this is a guy that's been playing at championship level for for, for a while. Um, and so, I mean, it really is. It's a proper number nine. Yeah, he is, and... We uh, have seen in his two outings so far as well the type of player he is and what he's going to bring to Wednesday and that he's got a lot to offer. Uh, and I thought he was the best player for Wednesday in the sort of 70 minutes that he was on the pitch against Fleetwood. I'm sure we're going to talk about that more you know, in details as we go on in the pod. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, what a dream start really for Wednesday uh, to take seven points out of nine. Yeah, as we, you know, yeah, we definitely would have taken that, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you know, I think with all the new signings that Wednesday have made, 13 have now come in and Darren Moore is still trying to gel this team together uh, and work out what his best side is. So for them to make you know, such a good start, not concede a goal and back-to-back home wins... Uh, it sets them up very nicely for what is going to be another, you know, r- you know, really tough test, you know, coming up now against Rotherham. Uh, thank you for that. That was brilliant. You didn't really say anything at all about Lee Gregory in there. Then, um, good signing, bad signing. Well, it's too early to say. This is, you know, he's made a very good start. Oh, come on, we, Wednesday we know about this guy. Yeah, no, we do. Um, you, you know, you look at his. You know, he's going to be 33 uh, at the end of this month. And so Wednesday know what they've got in him. He's bags of experience. He's a promotion winner at this level. Um, and a Sheffield lad. Um, so for him, it was a great move. And uh, it was good to speak to him actually after Fleetwood. You know, you can see he's got a bit of a you know, personality about him. Uh, and that he's really enjoying it at Wednesday. And I think he's capable of 
getting 15 goals in this league. I, I'm not so sure that playing 4-3-3 for the whole season with him almost as the lone striker, I'm, I'm not sure that that's going to be a winning formula. I could be wrong, but I, I think he'd be better with two, you know, two men up there, um, whether that's Canberry or Patterson or somebody else. So um, I think, you know, he's made a good start, uh, but, well, we'll know more, won't we, in the sort of coming yep. months. But he's still getting there with his fitness, and so I think we've got to give him a bit Gosh, of time um, as he came in late in pre-season. I think the really important thing is that we've got options, haven't we? I mean, we we, we didn't do a, a pre-season podcast this summer. I think if we'd have done one right in the middle of the summer, we'd have been talking about Wednesday scraping together a team to start the season. And it really would have been scraping together. It would have been probably if we'd had to pick a starting eleven. And you did this. I, I remember seeing you doing this for, for Yorkshire Live, you know, picking a team from the players that Wednesday had when they kind of came back for pre-season training. And there were players in there that you'd say, don't really want to be playing them. We're now in a position whereby we've got these options. You know, you talk there about, you know, where does Lee Gregory fit best into it and does he need players playing off him? We've got those players and that's that's exciting. So um, I hope I'm going to pronounce his name correctly here. Silla Sir which is a brilliant name, um, has also come in. I must admit, probably uh, falls into that category of the signings that we've made that I don't really know a lot about. What What do you think, what, what can you tell us about Silla? Well, you, Silla's a bit of a wild card, card sort of transfer, isn't he? And so he's unknown in this country. I don't think any Wednesday fan would have heard of him. Um, but he's a good age. Again, I like the profile and he's someone that is versatile, can play on either side. Um, and, and his record's not bad uh, in Holland either. And so, you know, he's played in the top flight over there. Um, do I think we're going to be seeing a lot of him over maybe the next couple of matches? No, I don't. Uh, I, I suspect that that Papa John's trophy match against Newcastle might be where there's going to be a lot of changes and you will get run outs look here you know you just want to make a joke don't you um, I thought it was know, still the checker trade trophy is it Papa John's now is, no, that, is that where Papa we're John's. at you need to okay. catch up you know you've got to start doing your homework a bit more haven't you James um, so yeah you know I, I think that he probably won't be in the squad for Rotherham and I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't you know if he doesn't feature against Morecambe either, uh, you know I, I think that Darren Moore will look to ease him into sort of the team. But the fact that he can play anywhere across that front three, and he might give Wednesday a bit more pace and be another outlet, is another option, isn't he? And I, I think he'd be someone that we'll see more maybe as an impact player to begin with from off the bench. Um. But yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating to see how quickly he adapts to English football. The other transfer uh, ins and outs have, have kind of been learned. So we've got Lewis Gibson arrived on loan from Everton. He's uh, a centre back. He's a very highly rated centre back from from what I can um, gather. Kind of assuming that he 
it feels like he's likely to be cover because we've actually got, we have got a bit of strength there now in terms of central defence, but you kind of need four solid, reliable defenders as we've seen in the last few days. You know, Sam Hutchinson, we know he's going to pick up injuries. That's going to happen. That's something you accept with, with Sam Hutchinson. Um, and so it's, it's really good to have that strength in depth there with Lewis Gibson coming in as well. Well, you say that about Hutchinson, but he did return to the club and he only missed one match in the second half of the season, 22 out of 23. So actually he's Fair been uh, less injury prone of late compared to you know, the early years of his Wednesday career. Uh, but you are right that I do think there'll be times where it's, it's always in the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, the really busy periods where you do have that question mark, I think, a little bit still over Hutchinson and his ability to get through that workload. And there may be times where he needs to be taken out of the firing line. Um, hopefully, that Achilles injury is not too bad. That partnership between him and Dominic Iorfa, right now, you're already looking at it and thinking, that's as good as anything in League One. Yeah. Um, so gives Wednesday such a solid base and they really do, I think, complement each other very, very well. Um, but on Gibson, it's it, adaptability and we keep coming back to it with Darren Moore that he is a, a huge advocate of players. He wants to work with players who can play multiple positions and that's what Lewis Gibson can do as well. So he can play left back or centre half and he's good age, um, and you know he's someone that has got a point to prove, and so he he ticks a lot of the boxes and goes in line with the recruitment that we have seen over the last month or so from Wednesday, um, and he's someone that has been on Wednesday's radar for a long time. They actually tried to sign him in January on transfer deadline day, uh, but they didn't get sort of the domino effect at the time where you know, Everton were only going to be prepared to loan him out if another player came in, that type of scenario. Uh, so it was a bit sort of frustrating for Wednesday that he couldn't sign him then. But yeah, you know, the, um, the recruitment team, they've had an eye on him for a long time. And you're right, I think he's going to be more of a backup player to begin with. Uh, but with Hutchinson, if he's out for a period of time, you've then only got Shea Dunkley and Gibson. You know, they're the next players in line really to play and it was difficult I thought the other night for Dunkley uh, you know coming on at half time he's had a little football and I think that certainly on the ball you know he struggled playing out from the back um, but yeah uh, you know Dunkley is maybe ahead of Gibson at the moment in the pecking order just just on that, and, and we've had quite a few comments and questions in about new signings, so we'll, we, we will go through those. Um, so this is from Graham on Facebook, who mentions that exact problem, which is playing out from the, the back, which we know is something that Darren Moore likes to do. Dunkley is, is he going to be able to, to do it? Now, um, you know, Dunkley didn't really get the chance at all to prove himself last season, did he? We know, we know that he came in with, uh, an injury and it's, it's not really happened for him in his time at, at Sheffield Wednesday. Is his style of football going to be compatible with what Darren Moore wants to do? I mean, Graham here suggests, you know, is he a Rosette central defender, which sometimes you kind of need those defenders, don't you? That when they're in trouble, they, they, they just, uh, they just whack it. But, but do you think that Dunkley's going to, going to work under Darren Moore? He's going to need to improve. I, I think you have to, 
um, cut him a little slack as that was you know, his first outing of the season. And, you know, it's, it's the first time Wednesday have had to rejig the back four, back five at all this season. Um, but yeah, you know, Dunkley, really, in, in what we have seen of him, he probably is more of a no-nonsense type of defender. Uh, and he is a kick it, head it, clear it, do the basics, do the simple things big talker and organiser back there. And so coaching on the training ground, Darren Moore will get loads of opportunities in the next few weeks where Wednesday have actually got blank weeks to work with players. So I, I think that's going to have to be an area of, of Dunkley's game that he's going to have to develop and improve if he's going to want to become a regular you know, in the Darren Moore setup, but Darren Moore did make it very clear after Fleetwood that he thinks that that you know that Sir Dunkley will get his game time this season and that he's going to be a big player for Wednesday this year. And it's it's his character too off the pitch. Again, with him being sure. a big leader of that dressing room, so I think it's there as much as on the pitch where you know Shea Dunkley when Wednesday have their dips this season. And they will. I think it, you, that's where you'll need Bannon, you'll need Dunkley, and you'll need the senior players to help the younger guys, you know, come through those dips. Sure, yeah. Um, Andrew, who is watching via uh, Twitter, a little bit harsh here. Marvin Johnson um, saying he's been poor in his opinion. Um, I, I mean, he, has he been was disappointing. He, he has. There's no getting it, away. It was a name that. that we all knew, wasn't he, when he when he came in. Someone else that you think, well, he's got you know, he's got experience. He he has, you know, he's played football at a higher level than League One. What what is it that's just is is it just a fitness thing? I think it's a fitness thing, uh, so far. You know, his best display has actually come off the bench at Charlton on the opening day. That was when I thought he was lively, putting a few good crosses. And uh, yeah, maybe Wednesday they're still working at his strengths um, and I don't think they've got the ball enough to him in the advanced areas as well. So I think there's a, a number of factors for me why yeah, Marvin Johnson hasn't hit the ground running yet, but he's a very experienced player. Uh, and, and I do think that, again, the more minutes he gets under his belt and it's getting used to his new teammates. I think he will get better and improve. I've got no doubt about that. So I'm not worried about Marvin Johnson. And frankly, James, if you're wanting players to be struggling and maybe not performing to their best ability, um, you want it to be in August and you want it to be in the early rounds of the season. And while the team is still picking up points and yep. in the top six after, I know it's only three matches, but yeah, you know, I'd rather be in that position than having lost three in a row. Such an important point, isn't it? And, and we'll, we will, I know we'll come on to this later on when we do get into a bit more depth talking about the games, because you could say actually Wednesday haven't been, maybe played an hour of good football so far this, this season. At times it's, it's not, it's not particularly kind of clicked, but picking up the points and waiting for you know those remaining pieces of the jigsaw to fall into place and for those things to click and for the team to gel and still pick it up points is 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 really important we are jumping around a little bit but an interesting comment from uh liam who is on uh twitter who uh talking uh about i've got to try and pronounce his name right here i'm gonna theo cabinow 
Corbinow. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have an apology to make at this point because I was on the understanding that it was Corbiano, uh, and I was actually going off uh, our good old friend from BBC Radio Sheffield, Adam Oxley. Thought uh, that's how you pronounce his name, but Wednesday carefully, uh, well, thankfully they um, found out. Yes, it's Theo Corbinu. So Corbinu. Corbinu. That's what we're going with. Um, right. And it's, it's disappointing well, that, yeah, you know, we haven't seen him yet in action as, yeah, we are really excited as I think he's someone that, yeah, you know, again, Darren Moore is thinking is going to add a lot to this group, but he's been ill. Um, and so he could come into sort of contention for Rotherham. But Wednesday signed him fairly late into pre-season. He'd been away on international duty with Canada and was playing in the Gold Cup, I think, for them. Gold Cup, sorry. And so um, you've got, I think, you know, a guy who's not had much of a break. Uh, And all the new signings, James, I think this is a really important point. They've also got to adapt to the style of play that Darren Moore wants to implement. And that doesn't happen overnight either so um that's why i think we haven't seen much of him and then he's had illness and so that's why he's missed the last two matches but he was on was on the bench i think at charlton on the opening day so yeah no we will you know we will see him soon but um again wednesday they're doing all right at the moment and andre green who is another player that has struggled so far he didn't even make the 18 the other day so it, it underlines the strength and depth that Wednesday've got. Yeah, absolutely. We've just had a comment from uh, Chappers, uh, again, talking about, um, I'm just going to call him Theo, just for for, for ease, uh, about who drops out. Well, we've seen Green drop out. We, we I think we, we're getting the impression that Darren Moore is still finding who is, is, uh, his best 11 is, and it just doesn't work that way, does it? It's not about best 11 in this league. He probably will have a preference in terms of ideal starting 11, but we know that Darren Moore will find two or three different ways he can play using these players and, you know, adjust to whoever the opposition is, which is uh, which is what we want to see because it's about winning games. Let's just talk about a few other quick things in terms of um, transfers and contracts. So we've seen three players go out on, on loan, uh, Cameron Dawson to Exeter, Alex Hunt to Grimsby, Ryan Galvin to Gloucester, the, the latter two primarily as short-term uh, loans, I think. Uh, we've also seen Josh Windass sign a new contract at Wednesday. All those things seem like good business, don't they? We talked last time on the pod about the need to use the loan market better in terms of outgoing players. Um, Alex Hunt was someone that I think we specifically talked about saying he needs to go out and get and get experience of playing football. Um, Grimsby are obviously National League level. Uh, I don't think that's a particularly easy level to be playing football. Very tough league, very tight league. There's lots of, of clubs in there that have got high ambitions and Grimsby certainly one of them. Um, and then other end of the spectrum, Josh Windass, new contract. He's been linked away quite a lot in the summer, so it seems like a very sensible bit of business. Oh, it's huge news, isn't it, for Wednesday to tie Josh Windass down to a long-term contract with all the interest that was there in him. Um, disappointing, isn't it, that you know, Windass you know, put on social media yesterday, it looks like he's going to be out still 
till end of October. So you, you've effectively ruled out Windass for a third of the season. So that's a pity. But no, in terms of his contract, it's great, really. Uh, and I think there's been a few noises behind the scenes that uh, I think you know, Dominic Iorfa is the next player that they're going to be looking at. But, you know, Darren Moore's already said that there's, there's a couple of players that Wednesday are, you know, looking to extend contracts with. And that's great. It's forward planning and it's what we've been crying out for, isn't it, for some time. So, no, I think that, you know, there are signs here that, you know, you can see what Darren Moore is building and what he is trying to create and sending the youngsters out on loan. It's going to be great experience for Galvin and Hunt. I know there's been a few fans who've questioned, well, why haven't they been able to send them out to League Two? Uh, but by sending them out to sort of the National League level and below, it, it does give Wednesday that sort of flexibility to be able to bring them back easier, you know, should they need to, if they have a big injury crisis over the next couple of weeks. Um, or whatever it might be. But I, I just think they're two players that need to be playing regularly. And, you know, you're looking at some of the other younger players. think Josh Dewoodoo, Charles Hagen. I, I reckon there might be another one or two that will go out on loan before the window shuts on August the 31st. And that will only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some football. Um, so the, the, the season started with uh, Charlton... Away it was it was live on the TV. It feels like a while ago now, um, and I mean it wasn't a classic. It was a game of very few chances. I mean two points here. Barry Bannon very nearly nicked it, and uh, what what an amazing start to the season that would have been. But I mean primarily a point away at Charlton is not a bad result for any team in this league, right? We we talked last time, didn't we, about the fact that there are. There are a little kind of group of, of of teams, probably more than half actually of the teams in League One, who can genuinely say that they've got ambitions to be promoted. And Charlton, right at the top of that, you know, they are a team that spent many years in the Premier League. They will absolutely see themselves as as being, you know, championship as kind of like a, a very kind of minimum for for them. So they're very genuine promotion aspirations there. So to go there and get a point particularly first day of the season, a team that was all, almost entirely new, really, uh, is really not a bad result. Yeah, no, I agree with all that um, from Charlton. And yeah, I thought Jaden Brown did pretty well on the left-hand side uh, that day, particularly in the first half. Um, but yeah, Bailey Peacock foul, he wasn't tested a lot. You know, Ch- you know, Charlton had the better opportunities. You're right, though, that Bannon could have nicked it at the end. I still came away from there thinking a very good point um, when you know, Wednesday are bedding in so many of these new players. And then you move on to Don, Doncaster Rovers. They they rode the luck in the first half. You know, Donny should have scored a couple uh, and missed some good chances, really good opportunities. And then, yeah, you know, it, it swung for me on the subs. And this is where we talk about it being a squad game. And those players came off the bench in Gregory, George Byers and Brown. Byers and Brown, an assist each. Um, Bannon, 
who didn't actually have, I think, the best of games, but he produced a moment of quality that we know he's capable of and he should really score more goals. And the signs are he might actually in League One too. And with Byers in the team, that could then maybe release Bannon and Lewis Wing to go further forward and push on. Um, all positive signs for Wednesday and, and the captain of a clean sheet. And then Fleetwood, first 25 minutes, half an hour, James, they were excellent. For me, that's, you know, high tempo. You know, they really went at Fleetwood and they couldn't live with them. It was just, you know, it was the frustration was they couldn't sustain it. But, oh, yeah, no, I, I took so many positives from that opening 25 minutes, 30 minutes against Fleetwood. It was relentless. Uh, you know, Wednesday looked a seriously good side and they should have had more to show for it than the Lee Gregory goal. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's such a positive start to the season. Uh, Sean, who's on uh, Facebook, saying, what a great start to the season. Can't believe I'm excited to go to a Wednesday match again. We talked about this last time. It, the turnaround's astronomical in terms of the atmosphere, uh, particularly on, on Saturday for the, for the Donny game. Just unimaginable, but that would be the case after what this club's been through. So a huge turnaround, I think both on and off the field. So Sean sums it up brilliantly there about being excited about going to, uh, to games again, which is, uh, which is brilliant. So I think that's very true. Um, yeah. now the, the, the question of uh, midfielders has come up quite a few times. Um, while, while you were talking there, uh, you mentioned you talked about George Byers, uh, Chappers on Twitter asking whether or not he's had a haircut or just, uh, slicked back. I think it's gel. I'm not sure if he's actually been asked this question, but it looks like a good quality weapon look gel to me uh, which is something that neither Dom or I have had um, need to use for some time I think is uh, is fair to say we're follically <laughs> challenged aren't we James um, we are a little do bit do you know what though before we, we sort of talk about midfield I just want to go back to that point before on the atmosphere um, look at the crowds for the two home matches nearly 25,000 Right, who would have thought that six months ago for the first match of the season? You know, when Darren Moore's coming in, you know, he took over a club that was a mess and that was not in a good place. Uh, and then for Fleetwood, who didn't bring many fans, again, 21,000 for Tuesday night match, playing Fleetwood for the first time in their history. You know, all positive signs, really, that the fans are getting right behind Darren Moore and this group of players and that does you know I said it all the time last season that you know, the club was divided it needed to be together and Darren Moore slowly but surely I think he's making this club united uh, again and that's what they need I think to be you know successful and do you know what the opponents coming up Rotherham that was Darren Moore's first match what a transformation since March and that first match to what we're seeing now it's you know Wednesday are unrecognizable you know on the pitch and also off yeah. the pitch in so many ways absolutely dead true um back to this question then about uh the midfield uh Nicholas on Facebook asking what do you think is our best best midfield is bias too similar to Bannon and and I think this takes us back to a couple of points that we said earlier on firstly I'm not sure we know what the best midfield 
is yet. That's going to take a little bit of time. Um, Dennis the Menace is a name that's not come up yet. We need to talk about him. He's had a cracking start to uh, the season. Ollie as well, on who's watching on Twitter, uh, Lewis Wing, saying, is he a potential player of the season? I think all these things, they're a bit too early to, to say, but that, that question about what is the best midfield... I, there's not going to be an answer to that this season, is there? Because it is going to—it's going to have to change because there's that many games that that this squad of players are going to play, and we're going to have to adapt, and it's going to have to change. And there will there will be injuries that I'm not sure we'll ever really get to a point of knowing what that best midfield is. But back to that point earlier, how great it is to be sitting here now talking about these options. He's going to rotate his Darren Moore a lot in midfield. Freshness is very important, um, and particularly when Wednesday start playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and then the injuries and suspensions will kick in midfield and then the forward line. I think he want the continuity at the back, so I think he won't. He try not to change the back four a lot. Um, but no, I'm, I, I don't really, right now, it's hard to actually say, oh yeah, that's Wednesday's best three, um, when they've all been given minutes, other than Massimo Luongo. And again, incredible that, you know, he's now out of the treatment room and he's taken part in most of pre-season. And we're, we're thinking, how's Massimo Luongo going to get into the starting 11 right now? He can't. It's as simple as that. But this keeps players on the toes. It's that competition, isn't it? And so as soon as someone drops the standards, you know, Dennis Denneran has had a superb start to his Wednesday career. Is he going to maintain that over 46 matches? We'd love him to, but he probably won't. And so there'll be times where he needs to be taken out for a breather. And then that's when you'll get Byers and Luongo maybe starting more. So um, I, I think the midfield three for me, I, I like at the moment the most, and we've seen them the most, is Bannon, Adenaran and Wing for the balance. Really, you know, you've got the athleticism of Adenaran uh, and the fact he can break up play and, you, you know, he complements, I think, Wing and Bannon who on the ball as good as anything in League One, aren't they? You know, they are just technically outstanding. Two, you know, players that really shouldn't be playing in League One. Wednesday are lucky to have them playing in League One and they're going to do some serious damage this season. I think important to go back to that, um, to the Doncaster game as well and, and talking about the impact of substitutes because that's going to be important and um there's a, a great point in fact a couple of great points here from from James K who is on um Twitter about um squad rotation policy we've touched on this is absolutely going to be the case um and him also saying long season um with the pizza cup which sums it up brilliantly thank you uh james they'll all get uh time and um you know some of those who haven't had much yet will, will probably you know feature in a couple of weeks against newcastle um in that um papa john's trophy 
Um, and, and I think you're know, very, very true there in terms of those, those points and, and brilliant that we've got that strength in depth to be able to change games off the bench, which is, which is great. Um, Liam making this point, I've seen a few people, um, say this saying last season, if we were one nil up, you'd sense that it'd end one one or even lose two one. Now there's confidence that Fleetwood game, you know, towards the back end of the game, it, what, it, it, it certainly wasn't relentless Wednesday pressure, was it? I'm not quite saying it was back to the wall, but, um, it did feel like the kind of game where you, if you rewind 12 months, you could feel that late goal coming and almost that crumble. It's like, well, if we let in one, we'll probably let in two. And this is before things have actually really fully gelled. So just such a, a really satisfying win, that one against Fleetwood, for that for that reason, I think. It was. You know, Wednesday made hard work of it against Fleetwood. Um, they didn't play particularly well or create too many opportunities in the second half after you know, that amazing opening 25 minutes, half an hour. And I think that is how Darren Moore wants his team to play, press from the front, high intensity, getting in the opposition's faces, forcing them into errors. And Wednesday did all that. Um, But, you know, they are still getting used to the way he wants them to play and go about the business. And so second half, yeah, they had to grind it out. And you're right. I don't know if this Wednesday team, now that it's brand new, um, they're not scarred by what's happened before. So, you know, there's a different mentality about them. And so um, winning breeds confidence. And Wednesday are getting that at the moment without playing scintillating stuff. I really think, though, if you ask the majority of Wednesdayites, James, that's what they want, though, is they want a winning team. That's more important to them. They'd love them to play with panache and play everyone off the park and be scoring three or four goals every match. I don't think that's possible, though, in League One. Sometimes you've got to just grind it out. And it doesn't matter, does it? You know, we're not we're not in League One to to try and play nice football. We're in League One to get out of League One. Um, you know, any any team that that you know is is just here to to play nice stuff. Waste of time. You've got to win games, and that means maybe you can play some nice football at times. And it, I, I, I true, I, I do think that Darren Moore is the kind of manager that will do if he can do. But that's not what it's uh, what it's about. Let's take a few more questions that we've had. Um, hi to Andrew Cart, who's watching on Facebook, saying, "Do you think we're still in the market for another striker?" We did say that we'd we'd want another couple of strikers. Lee Gregory's come in. Is is there still much going in terms of another arrival? Do you think? It's funny that Darren Moore, the last couple of times he's been asked about transfer business, he has almost suggested that, yeah, that's it, Wednesday are done. Uh, I still have a sneaky feeling that they will look to bring in another striker. You've got the dilemma, haven't you, over the loans. Wednesday have got six on their books. You can only play five. But at Doncaster, he had seven this time last year. So he's not fussed, Darren Moore, you know, if Wednesday carrying extra loan players. And the reality is they they won't all be fit at the same time, or they might not be. I mean, you look at it right now, Shadipo's still out. So, um, you know, Wednesday, they can only sign loans and threes. That hasn't changed. And I think if there is an opportunity that presents itself between now 
and a week on Tuesday, Wednesday will look to take it. I'm sure they will. And so if they think there's a striker out there who can add something to this group, then uh, I still think it's a distinct possibility that there will be at least one more new face. Um, and and you've got to bet you go on past history too, haven't you, James, of where down the years in the De Ponchanceri era, can you remember many deadline days where Wednesday have not done any business? It's been pretty rare. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of many. You know, I, I think privately he, that Wednesday's owner quite likes the uh, Jim White day, razzmatazz of the transfer window, call it what you is want. This, so, is it a different era, though, now? Are we, uh, if, we've had a question about this from uh, from L Davies. Uh, has Moore got full control of the 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 transfers are we in a new era of 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 transfers at wednesday is is it about getting business done sensibly rather than the drama of it going to the wire yeah no i i think that's really what it is that you know, darren moore wanted to get the bulk of his squad you know in and done as soon as possible and so yeah if wednesday hadn't been an, under an embargo then um i think it would yeah, they'd have got more players wrapped up and signed and sealed and delivered you know sooner than what they did uh, you know, I think that question there was you know, sort of asking about, you know, Amadou Paxel's involvement these days. And, uh, you know, he's still part of the transfer committee. But, yeah, yeah Darren Moore is very hands-on with transfers. And that's exactly what we've seen um, at Sheffield Wednesday, that you know, he is working incredibly closely with the recruitment team. When he came in and he admitted this uh, after Doncaster, you know, I thought it was a really telling quote that Darren Moore said, within three days, he knew the balance of the squad wasn't right and that it needed wholesale changes. And I actually remember, I think, was it the Chester pre-season friendly after they signed... No, sorry, it was Barnsley. Um, he, they signed three players by then, so Adenaran had come in and Shadipo and Jaden Brown. And he said, we are nowhere near with the squad, the actual, the balance of the squad. So that was at Barnsley, and now 10 new players have come in since then. So the changes have kept on happening, and there is a new feel about Sheffield Wednesday. We've had loads more questions that have come in. We will try and get through a couple more of those in a bit. Let's talk about games that are coming up then. Uh, we've got uh, Rotherham away coming up on um, Saturday because they were one of the other teams that got um, relegated. And I mean, they're used to this, aren't they? It's kind of like it's the norm for Rotherham. I think probably more time, more often than not in recent seasons, they've been either a season getting relegated from the championship or promoted from League One. So it's just kind of business as normal for, um, for, for, for Rotherham. That's, that's really not going to be a, an easy game at all. And we talked about Charlton away on the first day being difficult. I kind of get this feeling that that Rotherham game now, things are just starting to settle down a bit. We're, we're no longer like right at the start of the season. I wonder if that's going to be our most difficult game of this season so far. But I tell you what, hot on the heels of that, going to Morecambe, totally different proposition. The following week, they, of course, uh, I think, did Morecambe win the playoffs? So they came up from League Two. Um, and so, you know, opposite end of the the, the scale. And they're really going to be up for it because it's... Um, 
you know, whatever other people might say about Sheffield Wednesday, it is, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big fishing league one coming to town when, when Wednesday come. So more can be going to be right up for it as well. And two very different propositions, but both are going to be really difficult tests. They are. Um, I think five of the next seven matches are away from home. So we're going to start to see really what this Wednesday team is made of. And yeah, these, the, the you know, these two away matches, yeah, they are going to be tough assignments. And I expect Rotherham to finish in the top six. I, you know, I still look at them and think they've got the nucleus uh, of the squad that competed well for long periods in the championship and could count themselves, unfortunate, to get relegated. Ultimately, it was probably that little bit of lack of quality in the end that cost them. But uh, you know, Paul Warren has done a really good job there. He's a very likable guy and they've got good players. You know, Ben Wiles, big fan of him in midfield. They've done well to keep him. And the, the two strikers, main forwards for them, Ladapo and Michael Smith, you know, they are handfuls uh, at this level. They are two really good players. Um, and we've seen so much drama, haven't we, in this fixture over the years? You know, so many late goals. Uh, and as I touched on before, you know, I'm sure Darren Moore will not have forgotten what happened um, at Hillsborough in his first match in charge. And so he, I'm sure he'd love nothing more than to pick something up at Rotherham. And yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a great atmosphere there as well. You know, I bet you'd be looking at a sellout Wednesday taking their full allocation of two and a half thousand. And um, I, I, yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be, you know, one heck of a South Yorkshire derby. I really do. And you, but Morecambe, yeah, they will present a different challenge. And this is where we're going to learn more about the mentality of Wednesday yeah. of yeah. You, you go into a lesser side and you're expected to win and win well. You're expected to go and do the business but Morecambe will be no pushovers. I think Stockton's up front, their striker. I think he's got four goals already this season. They got a good point on the opening day at Ipswich. So they're going to surprise, I think, a few teams this year. So, yeah, these, these two away matches are going to be difficult. And I think if Wednesday fans, if, if after picking up seven points, if they start getting carried away and thinking that they're going to walk this league, then... I tell you, if Wednesday they're complacent at all, they'll come a cropper in the next two yep. matches. So you, you know, they've got to maintain the high standards that they've shown, particularly defensively so far. I'm, I'm going to ask you in a minute what you think a good return from these couple of games is going to be. I want to throw it open to anyone that's watching us live now, though. If you want to comment, tell us what you think a good return from those two games, Rotherham away and uh, Morecambe away would be. I'd be really interested to uh, get a bit of a feel for just how high that confidence is at the uh, at the moment. So, uh, yeah, how many points from the next six uh, do you think would be a good return for Wednesday? The game that we've not talked about that is also coming up in the next couple of weeks um, and we did have a question about this uh, actually as well we've talked about the competition the Papa John's trophy Wednesday playing Newcastle under 21s um, I think it's a week on Tuesday um I mean, look, you know, it's going to be no surprise at all that I'm going to say I just don't care. I, I'm not fussed about us progressing or anything like that. But look, you know, there is potentially a trip to Wembley in this for a team. Um, it depends how seriously you take this competition, doesn't it? Um, my 
gut feel is that Darren Moore is probably someone that's not going to pay it a huge amount of attention, but we've got a big enough squad to be able to put out a reasonably strong team now. What do you think? There are rules you have to follow as well in that competition. So Wednesday, I don't think will be in a position where they can change the entire 11. Um, you know, so it, it wouldn't be that, but you know, they still would maybe be able to make four or five alterations. But yeah, no, they're going to look to do that against Newcastle. And also whatever team they put out there, you should be able to still get the job done. And that's where it's so exciting for Wednesday that it's the options and the players that Darren Moore has got at his disposal. And when you think, James, that they're picking up results now and you've got three of your best attacking weapons not available to you yet in Corbinu, Shadipo and Windass, they're all to come back. Yeah, I tell you, you know, League One, Papa John's Trophy, you better watch out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't say that seriously, Dom. Um, there's a definite consensus forming here about that question of uh, points from the next two games. Um, David says minimum of four. Uh, we've got Dasma saying four four points from the next two games. He'd be happy with that. SWFC 83, very confident going for the full six. Tom says four points. Graham also thinking four points would be excellent. Sean, same again. Four points would be great. Andrew would love six, but we'll take four. Uh, we've got Craig saying uh, four need to average home win and away draw in uh, a season. Uh, what else have we got? Liam also saying four or six, still a new squad, being away games. Uh, four does seem like a very, very sensible answer to this, doesn't it? And actually, it would be a very, very good return. I mean, let's say that you make that up from maybe a draw at Rotherham and a win at Morecambe. I, I mean, I just can't see how you wouldn't be pleased with uh, that. Very good point from uh, Matt, who's just said, no need for a meltdown if we pick up three. That's also very true. Yeah, four would be a fabulous return and it would maintain the unbeaten run too. So, um, you know, on Wednesday, they've got some of the big hitters to play in September. Let's not forget that, that you've got Sunderland and Ipswich and Wigan. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be some very tasty fixtures coming up. So, yeah, no, I, I would be absolutely delighted if they got four points. Um, yeah, uh, you know, thanks, by the way, for everyone who has so far joined you know, the broadcast. Um, and I, I just want to put it out there, James, that if you haven't done so, folks, please like our page as well. So that would be lovely. I do promise as well I will sort out the technical hiccup that we had uh, with uh, YouTube. It's the first time that we've done this and actually in terms of the technology generally worked all right i think it's been it's been pretty good uh we are always after your um comments and suggestions anyway if there's any way that you think we could improve these live streams please do drop us a line we are looking at doing this fairly regularly throughout the um season hopefully working towards at some point we would love to do a genuinely live event where we can um you know have you come along in person where we can meet you uh, and where you know we can chat to you guys 
face to face. That's what we've been wanting to do for a long, 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 long time. Global pandemic comes along, puts paid to that, but it is something that we want to do um, in the future. Thank you very much for everyone that's got involved. Thank you very much to everyone that has listened. Thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors who make this whole thing possible. Please check titolaw.co.uk or at Title Law on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James. You'll probably already know this, but you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube, where we will be broadcasting live throughout the season. Just search for Singing the Blues. I will fix YouTube at some point, I promise. Uh, you can find all those links on our website, which is singingtheblu.es. And you can also find the links in the show notes for this episode if you're listening to the podcast version. Thank you for listening, up the owls, and we will see you next time. Bye.